What's up, everybody? Welcome to Silence Your Cell Phones, everyone's favorite movie podcast. I'm Jared here with my co-host Kevin. Hello, hello. Uh, and we're here to talk to you about movies. Whoa, whoa, movies. Yeah, we're chugging along sports September. Um, but before we get into probably my favorite topic we've had so far, Kevin, what'd you watch this week? All right, so I actually have had kind of a <laughs> kind of a rough run of like three straight weeks, and um, we've had some pretty unfortunate things happen. I actually didn't get to watch many movies this week. I did watch School of Rock. It came on Netflix. Uh, we both watched Ted, of course. Yeah, best um, on TV. Yeah, and then um, I'm going to start just a heads up as far as my movie watching this week. Um, I'm going to watch and probably finish uh um lucifer on okay. netflix because they just came out with like the second half of the last season i think it's the last season so okay i'm i'll be i'll be binging that pretty hard because it's uh i really like that show it's very funny so uh that's i mean that's really all i had this week man i, I didn't do a whole lot i you know as you know some some personal things happened that were uh not great no bueno but we gotta you know keep on chugging staying positive and yeah, yeah i mean life happens um yeah. and i think everyone can relate to that uh i didn't watch many either if it makes you feel any better um i had i watched a night's tale nice um but that's you know a, that's I, such a good movie though it is great i paul bettany in that movie is just paul bettany is low-key one of my favorite actors and he's also the namesake of my gamer tag and most of my games um vision yeah and so i'm a big paul bettany fan yeah, i even watched legion we did oh we did watch legion unfortunately <laughs> uh I, I forgot steve the pirate was in a knight's tale yeah yeah uh he is oh which one i'm trying to think he's very funny the ginger guy yeah he's super funny um i guess he's like he doesn't have a role in the movie though does he yeah he uh he's just kind of his in his posse well yeah 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 he's in his like little group but like as far as his specific role he doesn't like paul bettany does the introductions right? oh he's no yeah no he's, he's just Chaucer. i guess he's kind of uh his messenger i know he goes back and forth between him and the lady the lady a lot yeah uh, so i guess that might be his role but so i watched the night's tale watched ted uh we didn't get to a movie this week we were going to see malignant we're going to try to get that this weekend um because like you said you had some personal stuff going on yeah i had some friends come into town for a birthday weekend oh yeah thing so that kind of took me off uh, of my game a little bit and obviously it's football season so i pretty much spent all of saturday watching college football and most of sunday watching the nfl um Yes, that was also a thing. I'm I am very big. So obviously, me and you are two sports guys. I am super big into the NFL and daily sports and fantasy football. So um a lot from at least from here on until like after the season, I'll be every Sunday pretty much glued to my TV screen. Yeah, we kind of have like our respective days, like you not so much on Saturdays, like you like college football, not really your thing. Right. Where me, I'll watch any, I'll watch games all day. 
Yeah. And then on, <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, I'll pay attention enough to my fantasy team, uh, watch those games, but I'm not nearly as connected to the NFL as you are. So our weekends kind of get split for. Yeah. I, I mean, I well, look, I watch North Carolina, obviously, and I'll watch Alabama and Auburn play because I'm, you know, they're my state teams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm way more of an NFL guy as opposed to you, who is way more of a college, uh, college guy. And I respect it. Yeah. So that kind of bit into some of my movie time. I'm going to try to make an effort to do better this week. But uh, like you said, I'm watching uh, clickbait. I'm trying to catch up on The Sopranos or rewatch The Sopranos before the movie comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah, that trailer looked phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, I'm so stoked for that. I simp hard for mafia, mafia movies. movies. Yeah, same, same, same. same yeah, same. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Godfather. Yeah, yeah. Heard it here first. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess let's get into the meat of today. Okay. Uh, we decided, you know, we were talking about Shang-Chi and it kind of hit us. We wanted to do an episode all about of our favorite MCU characters. Yes. And I'm stoked for that because that is, I think the MCU and me are kind of like peanut butter and jelly. You know, like I love love everything about the MCU. Whenever I have a question about the MCU, I generally ask you. So I kind of see you as like the, uh, uh, the, you're the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like you, you have the knowledge and I just use you as like my trove of information for for all things mcu which is really cool well i appreciate that because it's definitely like you know i feel like they're big star wars fans they're big like lord of the rings fans but like the mcu is really where i don't care what they put out i'll watch it yeah do they have an mcu category in movie trivia schmodown uh i think are we allowed to say movie trivia schmodown i mean we're not okay good impeding on them no i mean (laughs) It, like if you're huge into movies and you love trivia, just go to YouTube, uh, type up movie schmodown. Uh, it's these guys that run this big trivia league and they do it like the WWE. They all have their characters. They all have their teams. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I've probably spent most of my drives back to Atlanta. And when I see my family, I'm listening to the newest match. Yeah, they're they're something. sweet. Yeah, they're sweet. Um, yeah. But I didn't know if they had because I know they have like the inner geekdom stuff and like yeah, I'm pretty Star sure Wars. the inner geekdom Marvel and MCU are two different categories. So like oh, Marvel's okay. like Daredevil, Spider Man, Electra stuff like that, and then right. MCU is Iron Man. Forward. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So this was a category I'm super excited about. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with any character you pick. Um, also, yes. I mean, it's really just kind of understanding that I think Disney's probably done the best job casting their characters that I've ever seen done in film. They, uh, they, and uh, just on, on this same note, they also came out recently with the uh, trailer for the Hawkeye TV show. Did you get a chance to see that? Of of course. Okay. So did this is the first thing I thought of, but to you, did it look like, Die Hard meets Marvel Cinematic Universe, or was well, that just a me thing? I think I think the Die Hard part comes from it being Christmas, Christmas themed. Yes, uh, but I no, I, <laughs> I'm super excited. I think Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is 
fantastic. He makes me care about a character that pales in comparison to all the other cool people doing stuff around him. Yeah, because he's uh, he's human. He's us. You know, yeah, he's, he's a regular guy. Yeah, just a normal dude. Uh, so, yeah, I'm super stoked for that. Obviously, their TV shows have all been gas. You know, Loki, WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. They've all been insane with insane budgets too i mean like the the recipe for success is they're gonna throw money at it and it's gonna be great and it's gonna get people to watch and that's exactly that's exactly what what's happened i mean they're so good but you give any show with a, a, a you give any show a 25 million dollar budget per episode or what it might be more i don't know I'm just throwing yeah i think out. it was about 25 million per episode but the thing is like yeah they throw a lot of money at it but I can tell that they do their research or that they at least pay attention to where it fits into their universe. Right. Because there's like, I mean, we've mentioned it time and time again, there's these subtle details that they put in their stuff that to me, the viewer, I appreciate because it just means they're not throwing stuff out there and knowing I'll consume it. They link it back to something and it makes me go, Oh, that's how that happened. Yeah, it's really cool. We talked about it. We touched on it in the last episode. And it's the, you know, the, the attention to detail, the little nuggets that they give you. Um, it, it's really unparalleled as far as like movie uh, universes go. Um, they just do such a great job. And I think both of us have hit on it before that we, we love that, that attention to detail, that much intricacy. Um, you know, they really, they really care. Uh, that's a generic term but they they really do they care about the what they're putting out and they care about what people think about it and i think that's important for growth in in any you know in any capacity right what's what's 100 what separates them from dc like yeah dc will put out anything yeah (laughs) dc has has an opportunity to do exactly what marvel does but they just do it poorly um now suicide squad was good I'll give him that, but it I think was. that was—I think that was James Gunn. Yeah, U- using the same form, using the same formula he had for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I was a big fan, and of course, you're talking about the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, not the original. The original right. one was trash. Yes, <clears throat> it was not good. Yeah. So, all right. I well, f- what do you say we get into this one, and let's talk about some of our favorite characters. And it can be anybody. It could be a villain. It could be a small role. It could be, you know, Mary Jane. I, it could be literally anybody. Um, Jarrett, I would like you to start. I think I started last week, and okay. I, I'm really looking forward to what you have. Okay, so we had to put a cap on it, obviously, because we could talk about every character individually. Literally. Like, all, <laughs> all of them. Uh, all of them are great. And just because I don't mention some of them doesn't mean I don't think they're great. Um, but I kind of have like some that go hand in hand because how they work with other actors. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Uh, so probably, I guess, three on my list um, are black widow captain america black widow captain america yeah um i like their dynamic together especially oh i 
I am so much more a fan of Black Widow Hawkeye's dynamic. Well, I think it's just so likable well, to, yeah, to no. me. Well, that I guess so. Like Black Widow, probably as a character, is what I'm referencing more. Uh, her and Hawkeye's super friendly, like brother sister. Yeah, right. I think yes. Black. I like Black Widow's Captain America um, relationship because. She's everything Captain America shouldn't like. So Oops. she's she's rogue agent. She does shady things. She's killed mm-hmm. people. She doesn't follow the rules. But when Captain America does it, or when she does it around Cap, he understands where she's coming from. Right. It's, it's almost like she grew up the... It, essentially the antithesis of captain america you know he they represent complete opposite factions in in a way uh her being russian him being american and like a a symbol yeah not not unlike in all might for those of you who are my hero fans he he was very much a a symbol of justice yeah he was Uh, propaganda for the war movement right right and that's canon to the first movie if you if you're familiar um you know that was his role essentially was he was just the the face of a of a war without doing anything for the first however you know however long he was not actually participating in the war um no i i agree with that uh, and certainly and you know we get this kind of progression of captain america throughout all the movies especially after uh, Age of Ultron when we go into Civil War and we have the Sokovia Accords where now Captain America is an international quote-unquote terrorist. Yes. Like he's on the run from the U.S. government. We never thought we would see the day that Captain America is fighting the U.S. government, but he's standing for what he believes is true and he's not just going to be a weapon for the u.s military to call upon and then she's doing the same thing so i think like civil war once they kind of go off together that's when i mean i always love chris evans as captain america right i mean i'm a big captain america fan always have been uh black widow obviously i fell in love with a lot more after she got her own movie because it it was great well, it broadened her character out so much more. You know, we got so much backstory for her. Um, so those are probably my, like, four, three, three and four, Captain America, Black Widow. Okay. No, I, I really like that, and I like that you you made it a dynamic. I think that's really cool. Um, my – I it, the this one was, was – it was very tough for me, right? Because, like – I'm trying to take a look at everybody. Uh, so I guess this would be like my four or three would would have to be, uh, and this this gonna be odd to you, but but Pepper Potts. I loved her interactions with Iron Man, Tony Stark. Um, I think it takes a special person to be able to handle uh, the the ego that comes with a Tony Stark, and I thought. Gwyneth Paltrow portrayed that 
flawlessly in the movie. I, I thought she was fantastic. Um, and so she's kind of one of my favorite actresses to watch throughout purely because of her dynamic with Iron Man. Um, and I think she's also had some not, very cool interactions with Agent Coulson, if you remember. Yeah, long live Agent Coulson. He's another one that yeah. is oh. great. Agent Coulson was a real one. Um, so to me, again, and this is a dynamic thing, I think Iron Man, Tony Stark, or, uh, Robert Downey Jr. brings yeah. out the best in that character. But I just thought their synergy was pretty spot on. And again, we talk about casting for MCU all the time because it's perfect. But again, in this case, I believe it was perfect. I, I really do. And that's, um, you know, that's something that we've, we've said before. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like Pepper Potts had to be a very fiery character to check Tony Stark because, you know, he always got, he always gets his way. Yes. You know, that's his whole model is, you know, he's either going to buy it or he's going to get it. And she just, she just didn't play with it. You know, it's Pepper's way or the highway. And she's the first person (laughs) we kind of see that Tony loves enough to put above himself. Yes. Yes. And that is, that's, that's huge for, for a lot of things, but, but for mainly you, the growth that comes with that um, from Tony Stark specifically. And he's a really cool character in and of himself by how he does grow from the first time you see him until the snap. Right. Yeah. You know, I saw, I was rewatching a couple clips the other day and I think it was during the Avengers when cap and him were going at it. And I think, Tony Stark said something along the lines of you're never one to break the rules. And then Captain America responded and you're never the one to make a sacrifice. Yes. And then we get Captain America, obviously with the Sokovia records breaking the rules. And then Tony makes the ultimate sacrifice. Right. And so it's funny to see how from the Avengers to then we go full circle with two characters. We'll see. He, he, there was it was kind of a microcosm because like in the in the movie the the plan was for Tony Tony Stark fully planned on sacrificing himself at the end of the movie um he ended up getting lucky maybe not lucky but maybe that's not the right word for he, it but he he lives right essentially yeah 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 um but he he was willing to sacrifice himself and that was something he didn't do but it's really cool that you say that and you look back on it now and you get to see the way their paths have changed or, or been altered and, and what they've been, what they've had to go through. Um, that's, that's really, that's, that's kind of neat. I like that take. Yeah. So I like pepper. That's a good thing. Thank you. That was uh, you know, some of these are, <clears throat> and you might think I'm like reaching with that, but I really genuinely like the dynamic and I, I they're always, those interactions are always fun for me. And uh, I think that's what I love so much about it. So, uh, yeah. So Pepper would be one of my uh, favorites. Very low key. Yeah. But, you know, just kind of piggyback off the Pepper thing before I go into my next one, though. Like everyone in Tony Stark circle is perfect. Like no, I, I, you, I look- you could have you could have said happy. Yes. And I would have been like, dude, he's a fantastic character. 
Um, yeah, so it was actually between like Pepper and Happy because I knew I was gonna pick one of them. Yeah, but I thought honestly that you were gonna pick Happy, or at least it was highly considered, and so I I didn't pick him. But no, that's uh, fair. John, John Favreau was. Oh, he's legend. a he is a goat. Yeah. Um. So my number two, uh, I, is another team. I believe you can't have one without the other. Okay. Uh, and it's Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. Oh, as yes. Thor, as Thor and Loki. Uh, I believe that their on-screen dynamic might be the best in the MCU. Yeah, it's certainly up there. Because they have this really weird, no matter how many times we fight, you're still family and I love you dynamic. And it's like Loki's tried to kill them every time he's been on screen <laughs> uh, up yeah. until I guess Ragnarok when they kind of work together, yeah. but against another sibling. Yeah. Against another, sim- another sibling, <laughs> but uh, obviously Chris Hemsworth is about as Thor as you can get from a human, huge blonde, uh, perfect casting. Uh, he's funny. His character's grown from being more than just the, big meathead on screen um so he's he's actually one of the funnier avengers yeah i i agree and it's really early on it's his uh well throughout really it's kind of his his uh ignorance to like earth's customs i guess yeah and it's just like small things that he does throughout where you know he's obviously not of this planet um, and it shows and, and they do a really good job of, of showing the differences between earth and, um, uh, where's it? Asgard. Valhalla? Asgard. Sorry. Yeah. Why'd I say Valhalla? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asgard. Um, you know, I think that's really cool. One of my favorite scenes of all time is him throwing the, the mug down. Dude, when he diner. breaks the coffee cup. Yeah. Yes. I'll have another. <laughs> i love it it's it's kind of uh like that iconic thor scene to me or one of you know he obviously yeah. he has a ton but i think him and loki are what i appreciate the most about marvel and the mcu especially is because those two characters are gods right literal, they're, literal gods yeah they're not just superheroes like they are bigger than life gods and they're so relatable as characters that you almost forget that they're more than human. Yeah. You know, I really, their, their dynamic is a lot of fun for the viewer. Um, but I almost feel like that's exactly the relationship that those characters would have. Yes. And the, the way they, the way they did it throughout the MCU movies, I, I just I really enjoyed the way they did it because it was very, it's very believable, believable to me. And again, casting plays a big role. Tom Hiddleston and um, words words are hard. Chris words, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Um, perfect. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah, so, and I I always love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Right. Uh, he does such a good job being the asshole you love, but don't hate. 
because uh, <laughs> yeah. you understand every action he takes uh and is it's almost empathetic to a point yeah, and especially he, when you get to the loki tv show and uh you watch that right yeah oh yeah <laughs> so like the scene where owen wilson shows him that he's the reason his mom was killed yeah and it's like the first time he like starts to cry that we've seen because you know usually he's very cool calm collected methodical right uh and then this is the first time he seems vulnerable well he doesn't really stray from being loki yeah and i i can appreciate that i have an idea of what loki's gonna do whenever he's on the screen and that was a very cool moment because he was vulnerable. He 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 was uh, genuinely upset. And I thought, yeah, I thought that was fantastic. I think the show Loki makes you appreciate his character that much more. Um, I don't know. Would would, to, would he be in this conversation for you if? the show didn't come out like if we hadn't seen it like yeah probably you think um, so okay i was That's always fair. you know i know people say like thor i feel like a lot of people rate the first two thors lower on the list of mcu movies yes but it was loki like thor one was okay i liked thor two a lot because it had more loki in it and then yeah after that, obviously, he becomes a mainstay with Ragnarok and the TV show. Um, well, but I th- yeah, and the the Avengers, I think, was his really yeah his big coming out. Was yeah, him getting tossed around by Hulk. The Hulk is still one of the funniest <laughs> scenes. Uh, so I've always been a I've always been Camp Thor in the MCU, which is kind of weird because it's never a comic that I read or cared <laughs> to read. Yeah, um, and a lot of these, um, I know you don't read a lot of comics, but a lot of these were how I feel they portrayed my idea of how the comic book characters would be. Yeah. We we've talked about, cause when we were having that discussion about uh, movies that were books and everybody having their own um, way of creating a character and it being all different and then having to make a character that's like symbolizes what everybody's pictured. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's very, it's very difficult. I can, I can, I could never do something like that because I would only see what's in my head. Like what, how I picture, how I envision a character from, from, uh, you know, what they look like to their mannerisms, to how they talk. Um, all those are things that words can't do. Right. Right. Now, fortunately comics have, have pictures, um so you have a general idea of what they should look like right but even then you know there's a there's still a bunch left up for interpretation by the reader so um the fact that they were able to to do that so well and i feel like a lot of people have said the same thing you did where you know the mcu has made a character that almost perfectly aligns with what people generally think that character should say or act or feel like or what they should do um it's so crazy because now when i read the comics in my head i picture like okay yeah i'm reading a captain america comic i'm like okay 
this should be Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a true testament to, to Disney and the MCU and how they've just handled everything. So, um, you know, there aren't too many movies that have been converted that we can say that about. Yeah. I think a handful, but you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. So, well, I, I like that pick and I think the dynamics great. Um, for my number two, um, I went with, and this was very tough for me. I went with um, Vision. Okay. And I, I've said, obviously, everybody that knows me knows I'm a big fan of Vision. I really enjoyed how, and and again, I haven't read the comics, so I had, you know, I don't know much about them other than what I've seen on the movie screen. I really enjoyed watching vision struggle with the human aspect of things and kind of learning uh the 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 quote-unquote human condition um and i just think it's very very cool the way he the way he grows the way he learns um throughout you know it's almost like he's learning every day because it's also new to him you know, um, and he's completely sentient now, right? Yeah, I mean, he was uh, a computer program, right? And so it's it's yeah, he's he's got like knowledge. Um, it's kind of like that that book smart versus street smart, yeah, conundrum. You know, where somebody's very book smart but they're not very street smart. Um, yeah, and you get to watch him learn. And, and become more fluent in, in human affairs. And you see, I mean, you see that even more in, in WandaVision to an extent. Um, and you've seen, you've seen WandaVision, yeah. right? Yeah, That's yeah, not, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see how insulting that is? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um I just didn't know if you had gotten around to watching the series yet. Some people no, that, yeah, and that's a, that's a completely fair question. Uh, but no, I I am a huge Vision fan. I think Paul Bettany was fantastic. Uh, fun fact: Paul Bettany was called into I think the like the director producer's office, and he uh, he looked at his wife. This was on the the last Avengers movie. Yeah, and uh, he looked at his wife and said, "This is it. You know, I'm done. I'm I'm getting fired." And that's when they pitched him WandaVision. And he was like, you're not firing me, you know? So that, I thought that was a pretty cool little nugget, but. I almost can't imagine Paul Bettany having a wife. That's not. The Scarlet Witch. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Olson. <laughs> yeah. It's very hard to imagine. Right. Yeah. They're so you good know? together. Yeah. I'm ready for Natalie Portman's. Well, love and love and thunder is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm got, pretty pumped. Dude, have you seen pictures of her on set yeah she's ripped she got yoked <laughs> yeah i don't know what her workout plan is but like let let me have some of that yeah a fraction <laughs> of it <laughs> oh man yeah she's uh she's definitely i personally i've always loved natalie portman and i wish she had bigger roles throughout the series um instead of like her dad and like them kind of just men mentioning her um, you see her a little bit like every now and again, but um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked for the next Thor movie. I think it's going to be 
and this is saying a lot because Ragnarok obviously is one of mine and your. Yeah, I mean it's my MCU it's my films. benchmark. Um, I I think it's going to blow the roof off. I, I think it's going to be that good because it's got the same director. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah, and I and I just I'm you know really Hel- excited. You know the girl who played Helena in Ragnarok. Uh, I can see her face, like, but that's that's his wife. Wait, IRL? Yeah, Taika Waititi. No kidding. Yeah, that's cool. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some people just win, you know. Yeah, you just win at life. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that would be that would be mine. I just huge Vision fan. Um, you know, I, I I just I really enjoy his presence in the movie. Um. I think it's a, a neat way for somebody to have a new perspective because for the most part, the casts, um, they're, they're more like down to earth. Right. And, yeah. and vision's kind of not right. He's like, well, I mean, he's, a, he's an AI, he, you know, know, he's an AI that becomes an infinity stone. So. Yeah. And, and he's, watching Thanos, rip oh, infinity man. stone i i had i had no words i, I was so hurt it's even worse because he does it twice like emotionally yeah <laughs> what <laughs> i like, didn't want to relive that like wanda holds him off oh and just oh nope time stone yeah <laughs> um so yeah paul bettany vision uh my my number two guy um, that's, that's a solid pick yeah yeah so all right Jared, uh we have made it we're there yeah i think are we there i think we are <laughs> okay. Uh, okay so before i do my number one i'm just gonna say again shout out to all the characters in the mcu uh, i could literally i told kevin before we started this podcast i could do a dissertation on every character and what they mean to me. Um, yes. So thank you, Disney. Thank you, uh, MCU. Uh, my number one uh, is someone that he's my favorite comic book hero. Uh, and I finally feel like they got him right 100%. And it's Tom Holland as Spider Man. Yes. You know, yes. I, Spider Man. The TV show in the 90s is what got me into comics. I love reading Spider-Man comics. He's a character that I think is so fun because he struggles with daily human stuff like I struggle with daily human stuff. Like He worries about having enough money to pay for rent or having a job or, you know, being a good boyfriend and getting to be a normal high school student. Stuff we've all dealt with, everyone has done those things. Uh, and obviously we had Toby Maguire, who I thought was a good Spider-Man, but a terrible Peter Parker. We had Andrew yes. Garfield, who I thought was a good Peter Parker, but a terrible Spider-Man. Also, yes. And then we got <laughs> Tom Holland, who I think is all of it, the complete Spider package. Yeah, they the last couple years, they have really done Spider-Man right. And I say that for both Miles Morales and yes. Peter Parker. Um, obviously, with End of the Spider-Verse, that movie is 
animation perfection. But Tom Holland is he is a living comic book character and I love it. I I love his personality. I love that he's a kid and he gets to be a kid while simultaneously saving the world. Yes. Let me ask you a question, Jared. If Tony Stark, Iron Man, walked up to you and said, hey, man, I want you to be on my team, I would be a little starstruck. I love their dynamic. Oh, Loved it. for sure. They kind of gave Tony Stark the Uncle Ben role without having <laughs> yes. to show Uncle Ben get shot again. Yeah. the Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And the casting for that was great. Zendaya was great. Um, Aunt May. Mm. Aunt May. Uh, the whole the whole thing with with what they've done with the the specifically the Spider Man universe um, has been nothing short of phenomenal. And like you said, I obviously the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man was like, you know, I thought he was a good Spider Man, but like you said, a bad Peter Parker. Well, he's like forty. Well, you know, his struggles are different. Yeah. Like, I don't mind seeing older Peter Parker, right? Um, But it's just not the Peter Parker that I enjoy. I, I think that, and most people agree, I think most people like the younger Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Well, yeah, um, I mean. Because it's more fun. Well, he continues to be pitched to us as, like, an origin story, right? So, like. Toby Maguire was quote unquote high school age in Spider-Man one. And then he goes to college in Spider-Man two. And Toby Maguire was like 30 in both of those movies. So never once would I believe he is a high school kid. Yeah. Or Kirsten Dunst being a high school girl. Yeah. Did you see how old Flash Thompson looked in that movie? Just yeah. But actual Arcade. He looked 35. Yeah. <laughs> and like I get that was 2000. I appreciate it. Those movies weren't bad. I'm not saying. I mean, Spider-Man 2 is a great superhero movie. But No Way Home, Homecoming, those movies 100% personify why I love Spider-Man. Yeah, and I I, I really genuinely think this next one's again, I think it's going to be way better. It looks so good. Well, now we get the best parts of the other movie other two movies you know we get william defoe's green goblin yes we get doc ock who are the two best villains has it been confirmed that william defoe's green goblin will be there well you hear his laugh and you see his little pumpkin grenade oh so i would be happy i would assume it just hasn't been confirmed if we're getting the other two spider-men if we're getting toby mcguire andrew garfield but also on that note william defoe's low-key one of my favorite actors. Well, he's great in everything. Like every, I haven't seen William Defoe play a character that I don't really like. And he plays a really good psycho. He does play a really like good someone psycho. off his rocker. Yeah, yeah, have you seen Boondock Saints? Yes. Yeah, where he's like the detective. Yeah, yeah. I love I love him in that. Yeah, I mean him in Platoon was great. Oh yeah, that's a throwback, but I love it. Yeah, um, dude, I. I really enjoy your take. I, I think Spider-Man is a, a very you pick all the way. I, matter of fact, if you would have asked me before the show, I, I would have definitely pegged you for Spider-Man being there and John Favreau being there or close. 
Yeah. So did I did I nail it? Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, good. Of course, I, mean, I love Happy and Peter's dynamic too. Happy doesn't want to like Peter at first. He just thinks he's babysitting him. Uh, but <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he definitely is. But you know, they grow. They do. He, he starts sleeping with his aunt. But <clears throat> yikes! But to be fair, his can you blame was, him? Yeah, kind of hot. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not one bit. um no great that's a great pick man i i couldn't agree with you more um so i guess i guess it's that time it is that time and jared i think you probably have a pretty good idea of my number one i am such a big fan of jeremy renner as hawkeye I love his character. I love that he is a regular dude. I love that you don't find out that he's got a family, a full family until later. And he he is in a room full of superhumans and gods. Here's this regular guy. And I appreciate that so much because that is somebody that we can identify with, mm-hmm. you know, him trying to be a good husband, a good father, a good patriot, a good man. And he shoots bow and arrow. Like he shoots arrows. Um, he shoots I, well I, though. Obviously at a high level, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like he's like, not amazing but he's more regular he's more normal he oh. he appeals to the human aspect the human perspective and he kind of to me like his relationship with the black widow is amazing you know their whole they, they have such a good friendship um and it's visible i could never see anybody playing hawkeye ever in anything that like that's not I, him or just until him you couldn't have pictured hawkeye no and like that's not him i can't see anybody else playing the role the level to the level that he played it um now when i first started watching jeremy renner i always saw officer gamble uh, i'm sure you, i'm SWAT. sure you swat yeah yeah yeah, yeah swat um you know, I was like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, Officer Gamble. Like, he's a bad guy in a movie called SWAT with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Colin Farrell. Yep. Um, but uh, he was never Jason Bourne to me. Like, he never, like, I never was a fan of his Jason Yeah, Bourne's. I don't even know if I saw those Bourne movies with him. I mean, it's not like they were bad. Like, Jeremy Renner's a great action star. But the, these movies right here were more his coming out to me than those movies were and i'm a huge huge swat fan oh dude it's a great movie so like that i don't know i'm a uh, he is he's grounded down to earth character and that's the thing that i think i appreciate the most um in a in a room full of people that probably need that sort of grounding especially somebody like Tony Stark 
who, you know, or, or Thor, who's an actual God, you know, um, Tony Stark, who's a super genius or a millionaire playboy philanthropist, who's also a super genius. <laughs> He's all three of those things. <laughs> um, you know, like, I just, I loved it. I love, I, th- I love his character. I think what the MCU did so well with Hawkeye and Jeremy Renner is they made him important. You know, he wasn't just a throwaway character. You know, he gets kidnapped by Loki in Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a part of Black Widow's sacrifice when they go for the Soul Stone. Uh, he gives them somewhere to lay low when he introduces them to their family. Like, they, they don't do anything in those movies without Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, he, he is integral to their team. And when he could have been such an easy background character, I can appreciate him being pushed to the front so we don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you said it perfectly. Um, and I think that's another testament to, to what they've done with each character in the movie. It's like you said before, you know, you, you could you could give an entire, you know, thesis on any of these characters on any character in the in the and it's because they do such a great job of not just introducing you to a character but showing growth uh giving that character their you know all the love that they deserve um they make us care about them yeah you're invested they they make you invest emotionally in almost every single character in the movie every single one um Including, you know, Loki, including Thanos. Yeah. Uh, Thanos, and and we haven't touched on it, but Thanos was, he never thought that he was in the wrong. No, well, I mean. And they gave you a reason to to see his perspective. Well, he, he. He even admits that, you know, if I'd make the snap and it kills me, that's risk I'm willing to take for the greater good. And his greater good was just genocide. So obviously, right, it doesn't sit well, but he was willing to sacrifice himself. He wasn't trying to be a ruler. He was just trying to level out the resources. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, well, say I mean, what you want to about his, uh, you know, his, not his, not his motives, but his, uh, his his the way he goes about that his, his methods his, yeah his methods thank you words again hard um you know say what you want to about his methods but they they do make you see his side of things well after he snapped he just goes and becomes a farmer it's not like he continues to be tyrannical he goes and lives in a wood cabin by himself yeah he does what he wanted to do he, he, he accomplished his goal <laughs> yeah. and then he, he's like i did it uh well i can go you know watch the sunset and yeah 100 percent. you know that's that's kind of his thing but you know that's to say that marvel and, and disney they, they just do such a good job of giving each character their due and with hawkeye it, it's more appealing to me because his his life is a little bit more relatable. Yeah. Well, so, he's fragile. 
Yeah. He could die, he could die at any moment. He can't just take a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a thing he cannot do. That's true. That is not on his repertoire. I don't know, though. Agent Coulson took a blaster to the chest oh, yeah, and, Agent, and lived. Because Agent Coulson's a goat. Yeah, that's true. Goated! So, so, well, there you have it, guys. That is our uh, that is our list, that our characters that are our favorites in the MCU. I would love to hear what you guys not only think about our list, but I want to know some of your some of your favorites. Yeah, give you us know. your list. I want some low-key bops in the in the chat and the messages and comments dm me i'm i'm genuinely interested because this is not a small franchise we're talking about we're talking about the freaking mcu and everybody everybody has seen at least a movie if not every single one of them um so yeah if you can send us a message or comment on our post uh you can find us on facebook at silence your cell phones uh, with the subcategory of podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at silence your cell phones, or you can send us an email at silence your cell phone, no S at gmail.com. Or if you know Jared or I directly, send us a DM. Whatever and, you got to do to get us the information, I'm we are both willing to hear it. And let me go ahead and nip it in the bud before it starts. Just because I didn't mention Iron Man does not mean I don't think that Robert Downey Jr. is the best Tony Stark we'll ever get. That was not facts. No yeah. disrespect to any other character. We yeah, every every character of the MCU is perfect. All of them, except for one. Really? Yeah, Brie Larson. Oh, dude, I don't I even want to. I hate her. Yeah, I I watch the I, movies I, in chronological <laughs> order just so I can watch Miss Marvel earlier, so it doesn't put a bad <laughs> taste in my mouth once I get to the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna no comment. <laughs> yeah, that's another that's another hour long topic I could have. Why I hate minimum minimum hour. Here's the ways. All right, so, we uh, but we we need to discuss the, our next episode. I think Jarrett. Next episode, yes, it's a big one. Big oh, we, we have our second guest coming on the show. Whoa, whoa, uh, Anthony Lunekis. The one, the only, Anthony Lunekis. Yeah, big Come shout on. out to him. He does all of our graphics for our Facebook and Instagram. He's been a huge help to the show. Um, with it being sports September, you know, we did do a theme movie this week for this reason. Uh, we did a sports movie draft. Yeah, we did. The three of us, where we had to have one baseball, one football, one basketball movie, and then we could have two wild card movies of any other kind yes uh, and we, we, we drafted them yeah like a fantasy football draft um <laughs> we did that yesterday we're not going to go over the teams quote unquote uh because that's what next week's episode is going to be it's going to be an entire show dedicated to those 15 movies um where we get to kind of plea our case about why our movies are the best um and then we'll leave it up to the fans to decide yes we will have our first vote um which i'm sure i will win but but um we will have you guys voting for the best quote-unquote team uh which will comprise of five movies that we have drafted now 
we have done the draft. We've made our picks. We will be discussing those in depth uh, with Anthony. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the episode, Jarrett. Um, but there was never any doubt who our next guest would be. Anthony has done so much for our show, uh, for, for growing our, our fan base, our listeners. And I can't thank him enough. And I'm sure you feel the exact same way. Oh, um, yeah. But you're a little bit biased because I'm a hundred percent biased. Well, I mean, honestly, Lauren, Lauren knows <laughs> that we like Anthony more than her. She, she I, I hesitated. Do you hear that hesitation? She, she I was knows, so scared she, to say that. She knows where she falls on the totem pole. <laughs> you know what though, Anthony? I, you know, I saw. I got to take a look at his, at his mug yesterday. He's a good looking cat too, man. Good for her. No, Lauren, we kid, we kid. I love you. <laughs> uh, please still talk to me at Thanksgiving. Of course, Anthony is is lucky, lucky to have you. So yes. But big um, shout, big shouts out to the Lunecasis, Lunecasis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Lunecasi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Lunecasi. Yeah. Uh, multiple. Right. This is the plural for Lunecas. Yeah. Uh, no, big shouts out to to them and and how much they've done. We love them, obviously. Uh, there was no question Anthony was going to be one of our first guests. I'm really glad that it's Sports September because he is very knowledgeable. I could tell. Oh, yeah, he's With, a sports guy. Yeah, and I love that. Fits right in. So, well, Jared, uh, what do we have to look forward to next week? Is there – are we doing – we're not doing a theme movie next week either? Or we no. Just yeah, no? no. We're doing – we're covering 15 movies next week, so I figured that'll be enough. Yeah, it's a big one. It's going to be a big show. Uh yeah, and depending on how that goes, we might be able to do some future drafts with some of you listeners if you guys are interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a thing. Um, I would love, obviously, after next week's episode, um, for those of you who are, are dedicated listeners, um, I've seen some really great opinions in the comments. I've, I've been messaged. I've A lot of people really like discussing and hearing about movies and getting our take. Um, and we love getting your takes and I would love to have a, uh, one of our listeners to kind of come on the show and give us their perspective on as far as our next guest goes. So if you're in any way interested in doing something like that, send Jared or, or myself a, a DM and we'll see about, about getting, making that happen if, if it's possible. So, yeah. and I know some of my friends have already reached out. I know you said Trevor's reached out to you, mm -hmm, but yeah. if you're just some, random listener that doesn't know us that does not disclude you no not so now reach out please uh connecting with y'all is why we do this stuff i love it i love seeing the comments every week dude it's one of my favorites i look forward to it i look forward to seeing what people have to say what they thought about my terrible hot takes you know you've had one like terrible that. hot take i'll i'll, I'll defend you <laughs> For, for the rest of it. I can't defend the Godfather, but Absolutely. your other hot takes have not been awful. <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think that that's all I got, Jared. Are we are we good here? Yeah. Um. So we're doing Malignant. We're going to try to catch up on that. The only other movies coming out this weekend are Cry Macho, the new Clint Eastwood movie, and the new Gerard Butler movie, Cop Shop. 
I would much rather watch Cop Shop if it was up to me. Oh yeah, I'm no offense to Clint Eastwood, but like old this this movie does not look good. Yeah, I can second that. I might catch Cry Macho sometime else, but Cop Shop, uh, it's coming out on Friday. Looks like a good just turn your brain off action flick, which will be pretty good because we're winding down Sports September in a couple weeks, and we got to get you ready for Horror Halloween. Yeesh. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I think I'm good. All right. Well, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in, listening every week. We love it. Love having you guys here. Um, and with that, and well, I think, I I think it's on you. Oh, it, it's me. Yeah. It sounded like you were going to roll into it. So. I was thinking about it and then I thought of something and I was like, man, I've got to, I've got to say that, but it's nothing. So, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and say it guys and scene. Yeah.